This is the world of Raw Podcast. And now your host, standing at 6'4", 225 pounds, from Alice, Texas, Roel Santos. husband, a caring father, a father of two wonderful kids, Jude, Sebastian, and Amelia, Lucila. Those are my two kids. And uh, I am a podcaster. Welcome to the podcast. This is a new episode of World of Row. And again, you're probably wondering like, hey, he didn't he say there was going to be a guest this week on the podcast? And, you know, I kind of did say that, but I'm still working on that episode, putting it together. So I thought I'd give you 20 minutes, 25 minutes of me bullshitting and just talking about what's going on in my life at the present moment or things that are on my mind at the present point in time. Again, guys, this podcast is available to you every single Friday on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Acast is one of the best podcasting apps you can use, and my podcast is featured there every single Friday going forward. This podcast will be available to you. There are some great ways you can help out my podcast, and one of them is, of course, writing a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I think that's what I keep saying that. Um, if you haven't done so yet, please do so. I've got about maybe 55 reviews on there. Um, I didn't even know I had that many. I had to like open it up today and check it out. I was like, whoa, hey, look at that. I've got some reviews on my iTunes account. I mean, on my podcast, and it, it takes like 30 seconds. I would really appreciate it if you could do that because I would love to have more reviews on the podcast and get some more eyeballs out there, eyeballs on the show, and uh, that would be fantastic. Make me look like a badass. Anyway, uh, the, other, uh, the other way, of course, is by going to the Patreon page at patreon.com slash world of row. You can be a patron to the podcast by donating a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever type of dollars you want to donate. If you can't donate, I'm totally fine with that too. I'm not going to push you and I'm not going to encourage you to do so. I can simply encourage you to do so. I'm not going to be pushy or anything like that. I understand, you know, we all got our bills and we all got our money to attach to other things. If you want to donate, please do so. That would be greatly appreciated. So thank you. Well, um, where do I begin? Where where do I want to talk? Where do I want to start talking? I think um I think what I I, I want to start off where, you know, actually no 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 no. We're not going to go there yet. How about I go where I was going at the beginning? Uh, uh I I didn't mention this. I I am on a lifestyle change. I'm back on a journey. I did mention a few podcasts before my son was born that we were talking about getting back into the gym and taking better care of ourselves and my wife and I have been on it since late June and my son came May 30th so we gave her gave ourselves about a month and you know I, I stepped on that scale and I was just like floored with myself because of how much weight I put on I mean I, I got up there you know um, in high school I was typically about 170 buck 80 buck 85 guy so from from what actually 175 a buck 75 to a buck 85 now granted i was in sports i played basketball so i had this high metabolism i was i could eat whatever i wanted and not feel the effects of it and then of course when you graduate high school 
you start to have all kinds of fun and you feel like you can still eat the same junk and that didn't work out. So I, I gained my weight, you know, I was up to about 215, 220 back in those days. And then I've always, I've always kind of stayed on that, on that course. So like 215 from my twenties all the way into my thirties. And then, you know, this time I gained some weight with my daughters, with my wife's pregnancy with my daughter, with our daughter. And this time around, it, I mean, it was pretty bad there, but this time around, it was pretty bad. I, I ballooned up to like almost 250. Yeah, 250 pounds. It's hard to believe, right? When you see me, you're like, ah, oh, that guy doesn't look that big. No, 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 no. I, I gained some weight, and I gained a lot of weight. And um, I said, that's enough. I was at 245, I think 246 one morning, and I said, okay, we got to do something about this. So we started getting uh, getting our stuff together. We started eating cleaner and you know, my wife does Herbalife, so, you know, we have our shakes, and I follow this strict regimen. I try to stay on this strict regimen every day, and my wife is, like, my coach, and she's an awesome coach because she does hold you accountable for any type of bad eats that you want to do. And so stayed on course, and now I'm happy to say that I've dropped, you know, a good 13, 14 pounds, and my goal is still nowhere near in sight, but it's definitely a work in progress, and to be able to see – the results and you know working out at the gym and I'm on a workout plan I've got a I've got for this whole month I've got or I got four weeks of working out stuff that I have to follow and you know the our our coach uh is a good a friend of ours Nicole she kind of helped us put put it together or she put it together for both my wife and I and just just trying to stay focused and trying to gain you know gain some of those uh gains I, was, I don't know what that means but on a journey to kind of you know, take care of ourselves and this better lifestyle. And, you know, I don't want to be one of those parents where I can't run around and chase my kids and do fun things with my kids because they're going to expect that from me. I mean, my parent, I mean, I'm going to be a parent all my life, but I'm going to be well into my, my forties and close to my fifties when my kids are getting ready to graduate high school. So I have to be able to maintain, you know, I don't want to let myself go and I've never wanted to let myself go and my wife, my wife is the same way. So, I mean, we just have to kind of stay focused and drive ourselves to make sure that we get there. And I'm going to the gym, you know, three or four times a week, maybe five times a week. That's the most I've ever gone in my life. You know, post high school, I think the most I would ever go was like twice a week. And then I got, uh, I got a gym membership a long time ago and I would go three times a week based on my work schedule. But the one thing that I figured out, the one thing I've, that I've had to come to realize to realize this realization that I don't know shit I didn't know shit when it came to working out I did I thought I had this cool workout plan that I used for years I was I thought I was working different parts of the body I was like hey I went on the treadmill and I ran five miles five miles I feel pretty good well the thing is that that's good for endurance but then when you do these other workouts and these other fast cardio workouts you really find out how much of how much shape you're in and yesterday last night I had my it was a very humbling experience to say the least. I, man, I'm really, really out of shape. And I think that that is going to, that's a good, uh, last night it was a true test and it's a good sign to me and, you know, to say, Hey, you know what? You got to keep pushing. You can't stop. You got to keep giving it your best because you got three more weeks to go, dude. So that's been great. My wife's been doing well with her working out, you know, her workouts and everything like that. And I think we're, we've been so good because we were pushing each other and we're trying to motivate each other to get where we need to be. And it's and, then, and that's going to be the progress. That's the journey, right? That's what you're documenting and seeing. And it's kind of cool 
because I have this podcast that I can share information with you all about weight and and where I'm at. You know, I think before I had mentioned it, like in some monologues where I was just, oh, yeah, um, I feel lighter this time around. I think I made some puns about the weight, but, I mean, it wasn't nothing serious. I mean, I, I'm i very active, and in the last 30 days I've been more active than I've been, I would say, for the better part of three or four years. And that's going to be exciting. It's exciting. I feel good. You feel more – you feel rest – you rest better. You eat better. And you have more energy. Those things all come into play. I mean, I'm not trying to be a health coach to you all, and I'm sure you all know this if you do work out. But if you don't, I mean, just by doing these little things can make a difference. You know, my pants are starting to feel comfortable again, which is nice. I mean, I, before I felt like, oh, man, I can't even get into these. I'm, I'm dying to try my shorts on to see where I'm at right now because when I la- the last time I wore them, I, man, they were really, really tight. And it was just like, oh, man, this can't be right. I remember when these pants used to fit me nice and comfy. They don't fit me comfy anymore. They fit me a little snug. But anyway, I mean, that's what I've been on. That's what I've been up to besides, you know, you know, being a dad and working and trying to manage my life and manage their lives and try to take care of them and do what I need to do. But the working out stuff has been fun. It has been a lot of fun. I got to take my dad to go work out one time, and he got to enjoy that. Uh but, you know, those saunas, man, this Gold's Gym that I go to, it's a little strange. They, I mean, there's a steam sauna and then there's a dry sauna. Now, granted, I know steam saunas are more like, hey, you go in there, you, you kind of go in the buff and you wear a towel and you cover yourself and you sweat. But some of these guys that go into the steam sauna uh, still think the dry sauna does the same thing. I don't know. That's just a little weird. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, you know, the world's the world's in a weird place, right? I mean... You got all this stuff going on uh, with uh, with Captain Dumbass, and uh, he's doing all these things. He's trying to ban with these build a wall and this immigration ban and banning transgender from joining the military. And that just happened yesterday, right? So you you know, I looked on, I opened up my Twitter feed, and I saw a lot of people very supportive in the transgender patriots that are out there, and I salute them because you know what? I never served my country, and a good chunk of my friends didn't serve the country i have a couple of friends that served the served our country but it takes a lot to be able to do that and regardless of sex orientation or whatever i mean we should support these people i mean i I get it he wants to he wants to change things up he wants to do things but i mean you're eight months in dude and and there's not a there's not a whole lot of uh good things to say about your your presidency I mean, if you don't feel me on that, I don't know what you're drinking because there is something clearly wrong with what's been going on in our country for the last seven or eight months. If you're oblivious to it and you think it's a good thing, I want to know why. Like serious, like a serious opinion. Give, give me one where I that I can actually believe in and and support and understand because I really don't understand a lot of things that this guy is doing now. I'm not the most political savvy person, and I've said that many times, but I think I was listening to an episode maybe seven or eight months, actually, you know, about 10, 11 months ago, and I had said something, I'm neither left or right. Let's be obvious here. I'm not a, I'm not a conservative. I'm not a, I'm not a Republican. I mean, I'm more left than anything. I believe in, I believe in giving everyone a fair shot, and I, and I gave 
I gave this guy the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, and you know, President Obama, as he's outgoing, is saying, hey, don't underestimate Donald Trump. He might be able to do some great things for our country. Let's give the guy. Let's believe in this guy. And this is President Obama. Him and President Obama did not get along. We obviously know that. They disliked each other. But for him to do that in a, in a, with a classness that stands alone, by far stands alone compared to, I mean, Donald Trump doesn't have any class. I mean, I hate to tell you this, but I mean, if, if you don't know this, I mean, it's pretty obvious. But I tried to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. And like the first day in, he did something that was really stupid. And I was just like, great, this guy does not have any idea what's going on. And then the, the worst part, part about it all, and please tell me you concur, is the guy freaking tweets like all day long. Yeah, I mean, not all day long, but he tweets and he puts shit out there and he he's doing all this mess and he's got all this incompetence. And, you know, like, <coughs> what the hell is going on? Like, why is the leader of the free world tweeting? Dude, worry about the fucking country. Don't be tweeting out your bullshit. I don't know. Look, I, I promised myself that I would never do this and I would never talk about it and go into detail about what I what I feel and what I don't like about about Donald Trump but th- this is madness this is beyond stupid at this point beyond stupid but you know what we got another three and a half years to go or three years to go let's uh hope uh some things some things get better or maybe some things will change and uh I don't I don't support the guy. I will not support the guy. I mean, I have to deal with it, right, like everyone else. But I guess these these are one of those things where you kind of grow up, and this is kind of like, for me, like a signal telling me, like, hey, you've grown up because now you're paying attention to the to these things. And, and a part of it is because I have kids and I have a wife and, you know, we have a, we have a, I have a family. I mean, I have to care about this stuff because it's going to affect us. And, you know, the educa- education system could drastically change because he's got another idiot running this, the education department and Betsy DeVos, who's a freaking billionaire who has no idea what public education is all about. And, you know, that's going to ruin our kids. That could potentially ruin all our kids. I mean, I'm not I mean, I'm not the wealthiest person. I may not be able to put my kids into private school. I mean, I don't know about you, but shit, I, I mean, that's that's kind of tough. Public education is is a big deal. I mean, I went to public school and I did okay. My wife did great. You know, we both, we all did great. And our kids should be able to do the same thing. And my sister is in education and, you know, and it is just like, are these people thinking about the hardworking teachers of America who are in the public education system? Are they, are they really thinking about them? Because they're the ones who can dictate the path of our kids. And I don't think they do that. I don't think they, they understand that. I think that they're just thinking, I feel they're just thinking about, well, you know what, she, she donated this and this is to this. And, you know, kids should be with God. And, yes, religion is a big deal. But at the end of the day, we need, we have teachers for a reason. You know, we, you have to have them there because they're the ones that see our kids more than anybody else for six, seven, eight months out of the year. And I'm not a big fan of that. The other thing, I guess, is with race. You know, lately race is like a big deal, and it's it's come out even more. And it's it's funny because people who 
who supported who don't support Barack Obama were saying, "Well, you brought this all on. You brought the." I mean, they were kind of pointing the finger at him. And I mean, how can you point a finger at the first African American president for racism? You know, I think it brought out. You know, it brought out a lot. This election and this everything that's going on has brought out a lot of ugliness in people, especially the conservative people. Whether you want to admit it or not, it's brought out a really ugly side to you all, and it's fucking scary to be honest. I mean, I'm in the state of Texas, and yes, it is a red state. I don't know if if all the Latinos would vote, it would be a blue state. Who knows? But I think that it's a scary time. You know, I, I see racism every day, profiling at least, and people are always questioning who's what and who's this, and it just it's it's not good. It's not good for for there's nothing good to come out of all this. There is not. I mean, you have countless mistakes happening on a daily basis, and I really hope that over time it gets better. But it, I have a lot of fear and doubt in that. I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, so what what is it going to come to? Is it going to come to just this this he said she said bullshit where we're constantly pointing fingers at at other people? I mean, what are we what are, what are we doing as a country? That's what bothers me. Because I freaking care now because I have kids now because I'm becoming an older person. And maybe maybe you or if somebody else doesn't seem to care, but I highly encourage you to start to care because this is going to affect all of us. You know, there, there's there's some people in charge of certain things, and it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It doesn't make any sense. You know, like the like Betsy DeVos being in charge of that of public, uh, you know, the Secretary of Education. That doesn't make any sense. Having Raymond, uh, whatever his Jeff Sessions or whatever his name is, I think it's yeah, it's Jeff Sessions. Raymond Sessions is the basketball player. <laughs> it, having him as an attorney general, this guy is a freaking racist. He's a racist. He has said things over and over about different races other than white people. And how is that okay? How is all this okay? You know, a long time ago, um, Dad, and I'm not putting you on blast, blast by the way, when I say this, but I'm sure we've kind of addressed it before when you've been on the podcast. But my dad one time told me, he said, I told him about certain situations at work or certain situations in school playing basketball or whatever. And he always asked me what the color of the person's skin was or what, what were they? And I said, well, this person's Hispanic or this person's white. And I always wanted to know why. Because back in my dad's day, it was a very different time. I mean, actually, it's it probably, no, 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 no. It wasn't a different, I mean, it, it was a different time, different year. But people are still feeling the same way. But back then, it was very out in the open. Now it's kind of like closeted. You know, like the, like the Donald Sterling thing or like the, uh, or, I mean, just, they they keep their they express their views from a from a private place so we don't hear it in the wide open like you know like the way they used to back in the day 
And my dad would ask this because maybe there was a maybe somebody was being prejudiced toward you or maybe they were showing favoritism because of the sc- the color of the person's skin. And for years I never I never wanted to believe that. I didn't want to believe that because I thought no, hey, you know that the world's changed. It's not like that anymore. I wanted to say, you know what? I don't because I don't see people that way. I just, you know, it's like, hey, look. It's it's the best person for the job, regardless. You know, if this person's a good person and they work hard or whatever, that's all that matters. It shouldn't be, well, that person's black or this person's Mexican or Asian or the person's white. It should never be that way. And I know I'm going on uh, going off on a racial tangent, and there's a there's a method to my madness with this because it's been bothering me. I mean, it's been bothering me for the last year, and and it did and it took uh, Donald Trump to becoming president, and during all his primaries and and all of the all of these uh, all of these things to happen for me to open my eyes and realize it, because. I, I was oblivious to it. And, you know, Pick and I on the Pick and Row show would always talk about it. And Pick would always say, well, no, well, people people look at me different because I'm black. And I didn't. And I thought it was crazy. And that's because I worked with Pick for like a good two years before before he left and, you know, went to a different place to work at. Still with the same company. But and then I started to notice it. I started to notice it. I mean, I would get profiled once or twice a week maybe even three times a week asking me what my nationality was because I look Arab because I look Middle Eastern because I'm a Muslim I've had people tell me that yeah in San Antonio Texas people tell me that and I and I guess you're probably like well it's Texas Texas is like yes it is yes but when you're in South Texas it should be it's very you know Hispanic you know from San Antonio down it's very Mexican American or Hispanic dominated but you still have people like that. Even Hispanics are like that. It, it's it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. And you know what? What else? I mean, what else is crazy to me is that a lot of Mexican Americans and Hispanics in South Texas are Republican, or they support. They support. Oh, well, you know what? I get it. You know, <laughs> you know. A long time ago, Sam Slade said that Bill Clinton was the prototype for what Barack Obama was going to be. And in all in all fairness, that's a that's a nice analogy. But was Bush? Was George W. Bush like a prototype of what we were supposed to expect with Donald Trump? At least Bush had the freaking common decency to care about the people. I mean, the guy's from Texas, and he, he cared about people for the most part. I mean, he fucked up a lot, but geez, man. But what bothers me is that there's a lot of Mexicans in South Texas that support Donald Trump, and they think that it's a good, that he's doing good for this country, and and that he's the right person for the job. And it, and what else what other what other thing blows my mind is that I have family members that support this guy. You know, I I'm going off I'm off my rocker. I might as well go all in. That's been bothering me for quite some time and I see it on Facebook all the time. And I like it, it just it just upsets me knowing that I have family that supports him and they and and they don't seem to get get the type of person he is or the things that he supports. And I'm just I'm just kind of appalled by that because my sister's in education and and his secretary of education wants to cut cut public education like I said, but yet my family members still support this guy. I have family members, you know, quoting scripture and saying, "Oh, this is the this is the right person, you know, God, he's God's will and things of that nature." How is somebody 
who wants to ban wants to who wants to build a wall who who's basically a racist and he's prejudiced and he's all these things how is that God's will God's will you know with this immigration ban and all all you know this ban this country ban and and everything that he wants to do how is that God's will God said you know and people you know love thy neighbor is one thing I remember I mean I didn't read the the Bible a lot but I remember that God says to every for everyone to basically love each other and get along and have peace. But this guy doesn't want that. You know, I mean, <clears throat> how is that even remotely possible? How does that make sense? How does that make sense to you? That just blows my mind that, that people think that that he's God's will when he's not. This is not. You know, and and this is the other thing, you know, and I'll get to this other part of it, but, you know, two years ago, you know, Obama did legalize, you know, gay marriage, same-sex marriage. And I'm a big supporter of that because I have a lot of friends who are who are uh, gay, you know, who, who, who have, a, have a significant other, who have a partner. And I support that. I mean, hey, look, everybody, love is love. You know, you should be able to, to love who you want. I mean, this is America, right? It's a free country. We're supposed to be able to do these things. And you, I had family members comparing Barack Obama to Hitler or to Satan on Facebook. And that it's, that it's, what, what, what was the word, man? I, it was a very, it was an ugly word. I forgot what they, what they used, but it just blew my mind. I go, and I think I commented and I said, and I said, "How wow, you're comparing the leader of the free world who is who is uh, a proud supporter of people just being happy and being able to love somebody and have and, and supports same sex marriage that's Hit, that's Hitler or Satan. You're comparing him to that. Do you even know the first thing about Hitler? Do you even know the first thing about politics? Do you know anything? No, you don't know anything. You don't know shit. You think you do because you have this. You think this uh, this upper echelon of of education, even though you don't, and you and you think that because you can you can quote scripture and this and that that you that you uh, you know more than anybody else, and that that's the right thing. I mean, I know this sounds kind of far fetched, but people should be able to do what they want, just like people who drink alcohol or do drugs. Who do all these? I mean, that that that's a good thing, but I mean, I'm just saying. But I'm getting to this whole transgender thing. I mean, how is, how can, I mean, there, there's this whole "don't ask, don't tell" thing, and and you know, Trump wants to do all these things, and he, I mean, he wants it. I don't know, you know, I I don't support it. I don't support it, and I have never supported it, and it just, it's just a scary time. It's a really scary time because. I think that we as a society and as a country, we're, we're falling apart. And people from other countries are laughing at us. They're totally laughing at us. And we're like a freaking embarrassment in the world right now. And all over the world, I, I think people are laughing at America. We're supposed to be the, the best country in the world and the best place to, for people to live. I mean, this country was built on immigration. This country was built on all that. And if people were going to say things like, well, 
Christopher Columbus discovered America, and that's not true. I mean, you need to recheck your history and rethink everything because that is definitely not the case. And I hope that you educate yourself on that. I mean, these are just things that have been bothering me. They've been bothering me for quite some time. And I, I feel like we, we've let it all go and, and it's just fallen. It's just, I think we're falling apart. We're falling apart. And I, I try to keep my political views and my, and my beliefs out of the podcast, but I feel like I have to get this across because this is my platform. This is my way of communicating my feelings, my, th- the things that, that are, that I can speak to. Whether you agree with me or not, if you don't agree with me, fine. I'd love to hear your argument. If you do agree with me, then kudos to you because we're on the same wavelength. I I, I don't know. I just it, I feel like racism is worse than it's ever been. And you know, for the from the from the just from here and locally to you know state stuff and even into sports. I mean. You look at the Colin Kaepernick thing, that that really bothers me. That really bothers me that people in the NFL don't want to hire him because of what he believes in and what he supports and because he's vocal about it. And they think that he that, that he should be blackballed or, or whatever. And you had you had this dumbass Donald Trump, you know, bragging about how NFL owners don't want to get into don't want to do that because they don't want to get a mean tweet from me or they don't want to get a phone call from me like what the hell is that why why would somebody brag about that colin kaepernick donated a million dollars to meals on wheels he's supporting people who are starving he shouldn't be blackballed for that oh okay okay i get it he used the nfl platform to to protest about what was going on a year ago with with the you know black lives matter movement so what? So what? And people, and then there, there's that whole thing with the American flag thing where people are like, well, he's disrespecting the flag. He, I mean, look, I get it. I get where you're coming from. It's, it's the flag to our country and everything like that. And, and people who serve our country serve our country. They don't serve the flag. And yes, there is a spirit. There is a meaning. There's something that connects that connects connects soldiers to the flag, and I get all that, but he's only expressing his First Amendment rights. You guys, does anybody here, if you're listening to this, do you remember the First Amendment? Freedom of press, speech, and religion. That's the First Amendment. And because you find it distasteful, you think he needs to be blackballed? Because he was protesting? I don't get it, man. But yet, when President Obama gets elected, you had all these people showing, you know, hanging, you know, getting like fake dolls and like hanging him from a tree in, in what looked like President Obama. And you had people saying all these racist things, calling him a Muslim, calling him an Arab, saying he was a terrorist, saying all this shit. But that's okay. That's okay. It's okay to say all that because that you're expressing your First Amendment right. And you, and then you, the same people who did that, are so happy that Donald Trump got elected. And then yet, when these, when when you call them liberals or left wing Democrats who are are so upset that Donald Trump got elected that they're marching and doing all these things, then you criticize them. 
And then you say, well, we, we didn't have it this bad. We, we didn't do this when President Obama got elected. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. It's fucking bullshit and it's pathetic. Man. <laughs> I had to get that off my chest because that was bothering me for the really, really, for a really long time. And I hope that some of you who are who are coming who see where I'm coming from and feel the same way, I hope that you are expressing yourself in some capacity. And people always say, Oh, don't bring politics into it because then you just start a war. Yes, that's true, but you should always stand up for what you believe in. My father told me a long time ago, stand up for yourself if you believe in what you in what you say, you think and feel. You should never feel like you have to leave your opinion to the side of the road for somebody else who wants to express their views. I get it. There's a time and place for it. Oh, yeah, there is a time and place for it. I would never say, hey, bring this up at work and talk about talk about politics because that's you're opening the can of worms. I mean, there's never really a good place to talk about it. But you kind of have to find that, you know, walk that line and do it with a sense of belief. You know, Mark Marin on his podcast was saying, you know, this whole healthcare, the skinny healthcare repeal, or Obama skinny, or whatever they're calling it, to call your sen- your senator and express your dis- your concern and disbelief in what they're doing. And the funny thing is, is that the GOP can't freaking get that shit together. That's hilarious, because they have for years they criticized it and they want to fucking make it worse. How is that even possible? Then we're gonna make the situation worse. I don't know. I don't know. I just hope that we as a society can come together and figure this out. And I really felt like we did by electing our first black president. And then we took a huge step back when we elected this imbecile. I Well, I didn't elect him. But, I mean, the vast majority of our country and our counties elected him, which is scary to me to believe. And, and people can always say, well, Hillary lost that election. It was this and this. There's so much, there's so much into that. And I'm not going to get into this whole email bullshit and collusion and all that stuff. I'm just saying that I think we took a we we had a nice level of professionalism in office and then it took a downturn when we put somebody in office that probably can't even read. So man, I feel a lot better. On a lighter note, guys, this is uh this was this has been a very good podcast for me. <laughs> cathartically speaking <laughs> anyway guys i'm gonna jet i gotta get out of here i got a long day ahead of me that i gotta take care of some business you like how i said that business anyway guys so speaking of business you can follow me on twitter and instagram at royal santos jr facebook.com slash world of row is the world of row facebook page i am on facebook if you want to follow me or you want to be friends we can do that uh, next week Thomas will have a guest, and going forward, we'll have more. I'll have more guests on the show, and we'll be able to laugh, talk. Oh, okay.